friends and family thank you so much for joining me again this week my name is Rose Romandi and I am really delighted and honored to be with you again this week as we understand the gospel of Jesus Christ the mystery of God's plan for mankind in this series God's master plan we have been spending a lot of time in the book of Genesis and because this is where we can understand what really happened like man went to some direction and God is trying to bring man back by convincing him that who he really is so man can finally enter into that plan that God has for him. So if you have been listening to the previous um, weeks and sessions as we are going through this series, by now you, you have understood that what happened and the fall that happened in man or the fall of man, it was the fall from the identity, the fall from who he really is. God identified man in Genesis chapter 126 by saying, this is like, let us make man in our own image and likeness. And later on in chapter three, man, the serpent comes to uh, the man and woman and says, if you do this and you eat from this tree, then you will be like God. So this is the conflict of identity. And, and, and that's when uh, man is started to thinking who he is and trying to achieve something that God has already said you are. And and guess what? It's like running and never arriving. It's man tried to arrive somewhere that he has already arrived because that is the DNA and the nature of who he is because God said this is who you are and all you need to do is just to come into that belief and receiving who he really says that you are and this is the gospel so throughout the book of the throughout the bible and you know the gospel and all this history and generation and coming jesus we are seeing that how god is moving through every story and through every name through every like event that is taking place so that he can reveal the master plan of God for mankind um, and to, to reveal who man is and brings that redemption of identity and understanding into man. So in the last, uh, you know, uh, few weeks, you know, we've been talking, Masu talked about how God constantly brought curse, sorry, how God constantly brought blessing, not curse, and it was man who constantly brought curse, and man said that God brought the curse. And it just, this misunderstanding of who he is, and it's interesting, a few days ago when I woke up, I just had this dream, and when I woke up, uh, I, uh, I just, I felt uh, the Lord says, you know, like, I am the most misunderstood person. So if you are, you know, if you are misunderstood by someone else, don't try to, you know, to just try to prove or to clear it up and clear that understand, understanding because this is something that the Spirit of God is doing. He's the most misunderstood person and throughout this redemption plan of God, what God is basically doing is he's correcting our understanding so we can truly understand who he is and who we are. But uh, if we go back to Genesis chapter 3, uh, we, we spend some time, and Masuda spent some time on it and talk about how, you know, uh, God told uh, man that you know, out of the sweat of your face, you shall, you, you know, you, sh you will till the ground, it, you're going to fall into hardship and you're going to fall into works and um, basically that word evil is the word wicked 
So basically men fall into a wickedness and wickedness simply means like hardship and hard labor uh, of, you know, like, achieve, like falling into a work and trying to achieve something. And basically, or what we can say is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is translated in the New Testament as a tree of the knowledge of good and wickedness. So it's, it's a knowledge that you get and you eat and you believe it and you fall into that hardship and the toil and the sweat of your face and you're running and never arriving and you know um, you never get to where you really think you want to get your you arrive there and so today we want to take a look at the story of Abel and Cain to understand that how that wickedness started spreading to all mankind and started actually with the first son that was born from Adam and Eve and 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 just we want to take a that take a look at that that story and realize how God even in that story comes and he he came and wanted to redeem Abel and we see the story of Jesus uh, throughout that sacrifice that he brings. So let's go to 1 John uh, chapter 3 and we want to take a look at some verses here in the New Testament and then we'll go back to Genesis chapter three, Genesis chapter 4 and we read the story of Cain and Abel so we can understand it better. So if we go to 1 John chapter 3 and uh, so um, our brother John here is talking about love and, and when it, by the time he gets to verse 10, he's bringing the story of Cain to the picture so we can really understand what happened. So uh, let's read it. And as I'm reading it, I'm going to write it down in the board here because, because I want us to just see the clear picture of what he's talking about. Look at verse 10. It says, in, in this the children of God and the children of devil are manifested. So basically, he's, categor he's categorizing to two seeds, right? Do you remember that God said to Adam, uh, to the woman, that the seed from you is going to crush the seed of the serpent? Now here, he's bringing two seed, the son, two children, two kinds of children. So as I'm reading, I'm going to write it down here. So here in my screen here, I'm just going to put this, um, you know, um, to this red line here to separate it. So what we have here is the children of God and we have the children of devil. So let me just put here children of God and then let's say children of devil. Okay, so now it says this is how the children of God and children of devil are manifested. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. So basically the children of God, they practice righteousness, but the children of uh, the devil, they don't practice righteousness, right? So it's sim simple as that. And then he, and then we see here that the children of God, they love, maybe I need to make this a little smaller. So the children of uh, God, they love their brother, but the children of devil, they actually, they, I can say they hate, right? They hate their brother. All right. So 
now uh, let's continue look at verse 11 for this is the message that you heard from the beginning that we should love one another why because we are the children of god so therefore we need to love the brothers that we have and look at verse 12 not as cain who was of the wicked and murdered his brother right and why did he murder him because his works were wicked the word evil again is the word wicked his works were wicked and his brothers righteous so let's come back here so he brings the chain and he says Cain murdered his brother right but in this in the context he's talking about you hate your brother you then basically um you're gonna murder your brother so i'm gonna write down under the children of the devil i'm gonna write the wicked one and then i'm gonna say okay so what did cain do cain murdered his brother so i'm gonna write down up here so the children of the devil here is Cain is the symbolic of the children of devil and Abel is the symbolic of the children of God, right? Because Cain was of the evil one and the wicked one and he murdered his brother, right? So look at verse 13. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. So now let's wait here. Here says, okay, Cain hated his brother. And then all of a sudden here says, okay, don't marvel if the world hates you. So now what we can say is Cain... And all of a sudden he says, okay, the world. So what, what, what are we saying? I mean, the world, we're not talking about the trees or the buildings. We're talking about people. But what kind of people? So Cain is a symbolic of the world. But do you remember that in John chapter 3, verse 16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his begotten son. So God so loved Cain that he gave his son. So basically Cain, when he says, like when he says, don't, don't, basically uh, you know like so get surprised when the world hates you because world is like Cain and Abel is you are that able when you are the child of God so so now here we want to see look at the picture so the the word wicked here so Cain was of the wicked one right so why what what we we are going to see what did he do and what happened that eventually caused basically murdering right so but let's continue reading here look at verse 14 and 15 we know that we have passed from death to life because we have we love the brethren and he who does not love his brother brother abides in death so therefore so Cain is the one who abides in death right but those who love their brethren so they are righteous they are not murderers they are actually life givers and they have passed from death to life so they are life givers okay so now look at verse 15 whoever hates his brother is a murderer and you know that no murderer has eternal life so it's interesting look at um look at a few verse before that uh, look at verse 7 
little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous, right? He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For, his um, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So basically, here says, okay, children of the devil, we were just talking about the children of the devil, and then all of a sudden he talks about the works of the devil. So now what is the works of the devil? So let's take a look here. He's, we, we, are just, we are just reading in the context and in the context it says, he who hated his brother, okay, he who hated his brother is a wicked one because causes his, murders his brother and is the one who abides in death. So what is the work of the devil? Work of the devil is murdering the brother. Why? Because of the hatred that is in the heart of God. And all of this package is called the children of the devil or is called the seed of the devil. So basically, simply what we can say here, the work of the devil is the hatred that is in the heart, which causes the wickedness to rise up, which causes to murder the brother, right? So this is the work of the devil. So here's, um, here's here what it says. It says, now the children of God, they came to destroy the work of the devil. Okay, I'm going to write it down here. So, so the children of God are later become sons of God and their job is to destroy the work, destroy what? The work of the devil. What, is, what was the work of the devil? To destroy the hatred in the heart of their brothers, to destroy the wickedness in the heart of their brothers and to destroy death in the heart of their brothers so that they can destroy the works of the devil. But how do we do that? And we are going to see it in the story of Abel and Cain. But before we jump there, let me show you verse 16. By this we know love. Okay, so love is what destroys the works of the devil right? Whoever is of God, whoever is the children, you know, the children of God, they practice love, they practice righteousness, they pass from death to life, and it's the story of love, okay? But this is how we know love, right? That because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. So let's take a look at the picture here. It says, okay, so we just said you are that, you are that uh, basically, uh, you are that able and your job is to lay down your life for your brother who is Cain. So, so basically, then he says, like he laid down his life for us. So what is he saying? He says, you know what? Once upon a time, everyone else in the world, they were Cain, and we had only one brother called Abel. So he laid down his life for us, and now it's time that we, we, we are transitioned from death to life. We came, we received the love of our brother, Jesus, and now we came to 
that love that it's in him we became the children of God and now it's time for us to show the same kind of love toward our brothers so that the wickedness in his heart will be removed the murder and the hatred in his heart will be removed so that we can win him to the to the to the kingdom and to this side of the fence basically so let's go to to um, basically uh, to Genesis chapter 3 and uh, just want to take a look at that story together and I'm sure you're going to see something that you haven't seen before because it's going to be really powerful actually Genesis chapter 4 and we can start reading from verse uh, from verse 1 now Adam knew his wife Eve and she conceived and bore Cain and said I have acquired a man from the Lord then she bore again this time his brother Abel now Abel was a keeper of sheep but Cain was a tiller of the ground so uh, basically let's put it this way the word Cain means possession and the word Abel uh, basically means um, uh, breathe right so just just keep that in mind i'm not going to spend a lot of time on it but just keep that in mind as we move on but it says that cain was basically the tiller of the ground but abel was the keeper or the shepherd of the sheep right and um, now but keep in mind which ground he cain is the first born son of adam and a few verse before that god is telling adam adam cursed is the ground for your sake because of what you did you're gonna toil and labor right so now Cain was the keeper of that ground what was he doing he was toiling and laboring wickedness so John said that Cain was of the wicked one because he was toiling and laboring but what does it mean let's take a look at next verse Abel and uh, verse 3 and in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord so he he labored he was in hardship he worked he shed the sweat of his own face and he produced a fruit from the cursed ground and now he's bringing that to the offering so do you pay do you see here that it wasn't Abel who brought the offering to the Lord first it was Cain who brought the offering to the Lord so why why did he bring the offering to the to the Lord he he's now in toil and labor what what does what what is happening he wants to be accepted he is the fruit he came out of the adam that that thought to himself oh i need to do this and i have to eat from this tree i have to work hard i have to fall into the hardship in order so that i can be like god i can be accepted by god so cain first brought an offering what was the purpose like um, like imagine he's the second person in, in from the line of adam adam first and then he's the second one and he's bringing offering like who told this guy that you need to bring an offering so so do you see something is happening inside of him because he's in the toil and labor he sees he feels like he's lacking something he feels like he's not accepted and he says you know what i just want to bring something from the produce of my own hand and from my hard work so God can see my hard work and he can accept me and he can give me something in return do you see the wickedness there do you see that he he's doing it out of the fall of identity he has fallen from that place of really knowing who he is and who God says he is 
And then his brother brings the offering. So it's interesting because John tells us that Cain was the wicked one. All right, so how did that happen? He brought an offering out of the wickedness of his heart, the hardship and the work that he has done. But then it says that his brother brought, brought his, uh, basically Abel, or Jesus is the symbolic of Abel here that we saw in the picture. And then now we know that he brought the offering. So Jesus was that sacrifice who became the offering for the world. So, so what are we seeing here? Abel brought an offering to the Lord and the Lord respected Abel's offering. Why? Because the offering of Abel wasn't for himself. The offering of Abel was for his brother Cain. <laughs> so that Cain can be accepted. He was the, the, Abel was the shepherd of the sheep. So he, this is what we see here. We see the we see Jesus. <laughs> we see how Jesus became the offering and he laid down his life for his brethren. So he became that offering to the Lord so that Cain would come to a place to realize that I am accepted because my brother is accepted. I don't need to come into that toil and labor to be accepted. I am accepted so that he can take a look at the sacrifice of his brother and realize that no, no, I am accepted. So the offering of Abel wasn't for him. The offering of Abel was for Cain so that Cain to see that God has accepted Abel's offering. So he must be able to accept him or he has accepted him only. But something happened. The carnal mind and the mind that doesn't see and understand the spirit falls into sin. Look at verse 5. Verse 5 says, but he did not respect Cain and his offering and Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Do you see Cain was already angry. <laughs> Cain, Cain, didn't, Cain didn't become angry after God rejected him. Cain was already angry that God had rejected him so he was hoping by bringing a labor of his work and hardship to, <laughs> to, to basically to God so he can be accepted, right? He was already angry because he was toiling in the ground and he was working and hardshiping, thinking God had cursed the ground. But God didn't curse. His father, uh, Adam, basically did something that the ground was cursed because of him. So, so now here is, that's why his works was wicked. His works was wicked. He wo his works were wicked. Look at verse 5. It says, again, like God didn't, and his countenance fell. Verse 6, so the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, so do you see? If you do well, what did we talk here? It says there is a work that is happening. If you do well, you will be accepted. But if you don't, so the work of the devil is you know if you don't do well but what was that what was that doing then is the work that is happening in the heart if you do well if you don't hate your brother 
if you don't have that hatred toward your brother he saw that his brother was accepted and instead of rejoicing and receiving the same love that his brother received and the same acceptance that he received he kept that hatred toward his brother so this is called the work of the devil devil so god is talking about the work of the devil here or the work of the righteousness or son of god right so look at verse 7 continue that it says sin lies at the door and its desire is for you but you should overrule over it. you should rule over it so here's the thing it says okay sin lies at the door so just i want to use this as a plain language here and excuse <laughs> my language is if it's too harsh to hear it but sin is waiting at the door what God is saying here is sin is waiting at the door so that he can so sin can come into bed with you and put its seed inside of you and produce the children of the devil so basically sin is waiting to reproduce itself inside of Cain and that's why first John says the children of the devil because the seed came inside and, and, and it started growing and Cain gave birth into a work that became his own child or the work of his own hand became his own children basically. And, and now that is called the work of the devil or the child of the devil basically the child the children of the devil so now here God says okay but it's not too late you know you're angry it's only a seed right now in your heart and you can rule over it do you see from Genesis chapter 126 let us make man to rule over stuff to rule over things the beast and everything God created and serpent came to a to Adam and Adam didn't rule over it and now comes to Cain and God comes to Cain and says okay Cain you can rule over it but how do you rule over this thing right so let's go back to first John and we come back to Genesis chapter 3 together uh, look at first uh, let's go back to first John chapter last chapter of the first John And look at verse 18. It says, we know that whoever is born of God, First uh, John chapter 5, <laughs> verse 18. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin. Okay. Let's just wait here before we continue reading. Whoever is born of God does not sin. God is telling Cain, Cain, don't sin. What is he saying? He says, you just need to come to realize you are born of God. Why are you subjecting yourself? If you are born of God, you don't sin, right? But, the, but if you are not born of God, you are the child of the devil, then the devil becomes your father and then you are sinning all the time, right? So now read in the spirit. God says don't sin because from the eyes of God, Cain was in, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, 27. Let us make man in our own image. God says, okay, Cain, see who you really are and don't let things and the darkness of your heart defines who you, really, who you, who you are. But understand who you really are. Look at verse 18. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not 
touch him. <laughs> Do you see? The, the moment you realize that, okay, I am that, the moment you know who you are, the wicked one doesn't touch you. The wickedness doesn't come to you because you are born of God. Verse 19, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked ones. And we know do you see? Do you pay attention? Like circle the word know there. We know that we are of God. So we know. So that's the knowledge that we need to have. That we are not of what we think we are. We are of God. All right. So this is an awareness and acknowledgement and the knowledge that you and I having to the truth of who we really are. Not with the thing, not who I think I am. For years and years, who I think I am becomes my becomes the truth to me. And, and that's a lie because who God says you are is who you are. So we know that we are of God and we know that the whole world falls under the sway of the wicked ones. And look at verse 20. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true and we are in him who is true in his son, Jesus Christ. Okay, so it says there is an understanding that God wants to resurrect you to that understanding. God wants to raise you up. God wants to make you aware that you who you are to to give you a knowledge and when we come to the story of Cain God comes to Cain and says Cain rule over the sin because there is a knowledge and understanding God is giving you open up your eyes to see what your brother did see why do I have to make a difference between you and your brother I love both of you and you understand what did he do that he was accepted maybe you want to go and do the same what did he do? He had the knowledge and understanding that he is accepted. So now you go do the same thing <laughs> and then you, you'll, you'll have that understanding, then you'll be accepted and then you come into that realization. Abel knew who he is. He had that understanding. How do we see that? If we continue reading, it says in, uh, look at verse 8. Now Cain talked with, his, talked with his brother and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against, his, uh, rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. So there we are. Verse 9, then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? Do you remember how the Lord told Adam, Adam, where are you? It's not that the Lord doesn't know all things. <laughs> it's, he's asking so that, I, that Abel can find himself. Adam can find himself. What have you done? Can you just, just explain to me what just happened? If you can see that where you are, then you, f you find your way out of it, basically, because I am that light and I am that voice and I can bring you and shepherd you back to where you are. Okay, so he said, I don't know. Am I my brother's people? So do you see? I don't know. So he's wondering already in, uh, in that darkness of his own understanding. Look at verse 10. And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. And so now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth, mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. It's interesting. God here says you are cursed. But if you go back 
to uh, Genesis chapter 3, it says, uh, God only tells the serpent that you are cursed. God never told Adam, Adam, you are cursed. If you go read it, look at verse uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 14. So the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed. But if you go to verse 17, toward the middle and toward the middle of the verse, so the Lord says to Adam, curse is the ground for your sake. So, so what are we seeing here? The children of the devil, the seed of the devil. So do you remember that, that we just, we just talked about it in first John chapter, uh, chapter three, that the work of the devil is the children. The work of the devil is the child of the devil. So here, sin was knocking at the door. Cain opened the door. Sin came to bed with Cain and put it, uh, put its seed in Cain and produced a work and produced a child and that child became the identity of Cain and Cain started hiding and going around and you know um, I don't know where is my brother who cares and all the stuff and what happened was is who that child became the identity of Cain right so that's why when the Lord says you are cursed he's talking about the child of the devil that work of the devil that hatred that was that started producing it was a seed in the heart of Cain and all of a sudden it became a mature person sin became mature in, in Cain so God says you know what the blood of your brother was a righteous person is now because he was righteous is he's crying out from the the ground, the ground that you till, that you labor, that you produce, and that righteousness, that cries of righteousness from your blood, from your brother, is cursing the hatred, the work of the devil, is cursing the child of the devil. And what does it say? That blood says, you know, Father, they don't know what they're doing. Forgive them. And that love is crying out for the acceptance of his own brother. So how, so, so if you just read those verses, you're like, oh, God, God cursed Cain. But no, the Cain became the children child of the devil. He was the seed, became that seed of the devil, the work of the devil. And what was actually cursed here is that work of the devil. So the blood of his brother righteous Abel now is crying out for the forgiveness of his brother Cain and that means cursing of that hatred, cursing of that devil, cursing of that working of the devil in a brother, in his brother. So that's why he's, he was a righteous one and that's why he's his sacrifice was accepted because he's now crying to bringing his brother from this side of the fence to the other side of the fence. So now, before we wrap this up, I want to show a couple of things here. So did you see that Cain just killed his brother and now God comes to him, right? So, so sin doesn't separate God from you. It separates you in your knowledge and understanding from God. How is how does that happen? Look at verse. Um, look at verse thirteen and Cain. Well, we can read twelve to 
continue reading. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on earth. And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Do you see? He immediately, he judged himself according to the punishment. He immediately said, you know, I am worthy of punishment. I am worthy of death. Look at verse 14. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be fugitive and vagabond on earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. First of all, God didn't say, I will send you out. I will send you. You will be the vagabond and you will be the fugitive. God didn't do that. But Cain said, God sent me out. You sent me out. Do you see it's already in a place of punishment and condemnation and already thinks God is an enemy to him and now he count himself worthy of death and what happened is uh, while God came to him if God was really angry and he was really fed up with what Cain did God would have never showed up to to Cain but he came and he's helping Cain to see what his brother has done what is the voice of his brother is saying I think the question Cain should have asked is God I'm sorry, what, the, what is the voice of my brother? And God would have said, your brother is not angry at you. Your brother is like interceding and he's crying out for your forgiveness to realize that you have accepted. He should have, he should have asked that question, but immediately he said, God, you driven me out. I'm going to be, you said, you sent me out. And that's because, because what you did, this is going to happen to me. But God didn't say that. <laughs> God said, Cain, because you did, you're going to be a vagabond on earth, right? So, so do you see, he's, he started separating himself from a presence, from a person, from a voice that can bring him back to his identity. So now look at verse, and then he says, like, everyone's going to find me, they're going to kill me. And God says, you know what? No. So eventually God says, no, 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 no. And the Lord said to him, therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken upon him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone find him should kill him. So now the next verse says, and then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. So do you see? So that darkness, that work of the devil, that children of the, that child of the devil that was born inside of him immediately caused Cain to see God as the enemy, to see all these things, God's problem, and then started separating himself from God. And what happened was he left the presence of the Lord and he went to the land of Nod. The word Nod means wandering. So he went around wondering because he separated himself from that. So now, uh, just quickly to wrap up here. So the wickedness started coming to the heart of man. And man from that false identity of who he thinks he is, started to do stuff. And everything you do and everything you believe from that place of hardship and not knowing who you are, that is sin. So simply sin, it says, so sin has been working from the beginning. What did sin do? Sin, sin hated his brother. Sin killed his brother. Sin um, was the wicked one. Sin was the murderer one, <laughs> right? So sin 
is that ch child of the devil. Sin is the one that needs to die. Sin is the one that has started producing itself on earth. Sin is the one that needs to be put to death in every single one of us. And now throughout the whole Bible, and God comes to Moses, and he comes to everyone, and he gives the law put to death, put to death, put to death. People went around putting to death people. But God was talking, put to death the murderer. Who's the murderer? Sin. Put to death the adulterer. Who is the adulterer? Sin. Put to death, <laughs> not the one who was committing it, but the death inside of you. How do you do that? By what Abel did, that you also um, um, give your life for your brother. How do you do that when you love your brother? How do you do that when your brother rise up to kill you in his heart by the hatred that he has? Let him kill you because what you do, you will not gonna repay back the evil with the evil, but you will be do, you're gonna do what the blood of Jesus did, interceding for your brother, loving and showing love so that your brother can be one to the kingdom of God right so so this is the master plan of for god for mankind all of us one time we were cain some of us are still cain <laughs> all we need to do is we need to understand and know that we are of god we need to have that understanding of who he says we are and this is what we are doing sin defined something an identity to us sin told us who god is sin told us who we are and we went around living wandering and separating ourselves from God but today the blood is crying out for us and if we just hear the voice of our brother we realize that we are of God and we are from him and we are in his image and likeness thank you so much for being with me today and I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus and we will see you next week